do we have a tape of Jeremy defending himself re-grapefruit gummies? Nope. No, uh, you need to prompt him. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to play it if we can't comment on it. Right, yeah, exactly. that's true. That's true. So he'll have to wait. The comment wait. is that he was supposed to do this and didn't, and then we'll just you know shame him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I can work with that. <laughs> that three hours he spent yelling at me on Friday. I think that <laughs> he's exhausted. Sucked up his time. All right, everybody, the band is cast up. We're leaving New York, and that's great because this show has everything in Buffalo, New York. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me from Manchac, Texas, it's Mike the Gel Dude Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bobby. And in New Brighton, Minnesota, Anne Don't At Me Lundholm. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Bobby. And in Austin, Texas, Hillary the H-Bomb Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. New York City. I'm sorry, I can't. Like, I can't, just can't help myself. Good morning. We missed you. Thanks for bringing the van down, by the way. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. You know, I I just did a quick drive back to Austin to to do some stuff, then back up to Boston, then back down to New York. Was, I, I think fine. she was no big deal. talking to me. Oh, <laughs> since I'm the one who just gassed it up. <laughs> it's my van. I thought we upgraded. I thought we got like a didn't we didn't we upgrade to the Sprinter van or something? Are we still crammed in the Sienna? <laughs> yeah. On this trip, we are <laughs> an upgrade from a a Sienna. I don't I know. Think no such so. <laughs> uh, if you have a guest, we're uh, continuing our cinema road trip spectacular, uh, getting out uh, out of the uh, the the New York City uh, limits, but staying in sort of the, uh, what the fuck is this region called? The upper mid-Atlantic non-city. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's the northeast mid-Atlantic. There's one that's called like the South South Atlantic. <laughs> These names are just made up. It's like when I, I think I've mentioned this before, my favorite thing is like newscasters, they make up like a, the name of an area that's not, nobody calls it that. Like mm-hmm. in uh, in Memphis, it was the Mid-South and in Dallas, it was North Texas and Los Angeles, it was the Southland. And I was like, who, literally who calls it the Southland? Like mm-hmm. nobody is saying that. But yeah, the North Mid-Atlantic is one of those. NOLA is the one that bothers me oh, the yeah. most yeah. because yeah. nobody down there, nobody yeah. from there says it. I've married yep. two women from there. They both think it's ridiculous, and, and but it's only tourists. Listen, it's, happy birthday, Mike McCauley. It's too long to say New Orleans, <laughs> and you get confused. Is it Orleans or yeah. Orleans? New it Orleans, New Orleans. Sure. It's just easier to say NOLA. It's big easier. Uh, right, so we're going to a bunch of places that aren't yet Delaware. We're saving Delaware. Oh, man. <laughs> Delaware is Delaware. important. That's its own. It's really yeah. a pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a little small talk followed by uh, our uh, mailbag and uh, plenty of great feedback from you all, followed by our latest round of uh, cinema scene setting, followed by uh, T. She Recommends, as always, housekeeping and how to get involved with the show. 
in small talk, and uh, you have some donation housekeeping for us that we are uh, woefully remiss in taking care of. So perhaps we should start there. Yes, it's been quite the journey, uh, and a very <laughs> interesting one too at that. But with the switch over to our new hosting platform, we had you know lost the uh, setup for our jam fund, our donation button, and we didn't realize it. And then we finally got that uh, all straightened out. But what we didn't know is that none of us were getting notifications of jams. And so Jeremy said to us a couple of weeks ago, oh, hey, did you guys see that you got the donation from Sandy? And we're like, what? No. And so we talked about it last week. Thank you again, Sandy, favorite listener. Only last week. You're just going to have to earn it again. Um, And then we got an email from our friend Justina was like, did you get my donation? Because oh, no. the credit card went through, and I was like, oh, shit. So I went into the guts of WordPress and clicked around randomly uh, until I found where it lists our tip jar transactions. And we have had a couple of jams that people have gotten us out of that, well, I, I mean, I guess it's a forward payment for a jam. So I want to make sure that we... Um, that we acknowledge those people. Our friend Shannon, who was the first person to say, hey, um, do you guys no longer have a donate button? Mm-hmm. She has gotten us out of a few jams. Thank you so much, Shannon. Yeah. Uh, and then the aforementioned Justina uh, got us out of a couple of jams. And the note that she sent us is, since my son is saving us a year of college tuition, I'm donating <laughs> to my favorite podcast. Hell <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, at like college is a scam. <laughs> Give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> the the really kidding. bad news about this is for at least a few weeks and I don't know, maybe a month, these people thought we were dicks. Yep. <laughs> That's the part that bothers me. And, and it's not, like, what? not for the usual legitimate reasons. <laughs> no, no. I do care what people think about me, but I, I want them to think it for the right reasons. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. And um, finally... We also uh, had a donation from our friend Margo. So thank you, Margo. Thank you, Margo. We're not dicks. No, we're not. We just didn't realize there was a communication breakdown, and now we know. And so we won't let that happen in the future. I'm going to go out and get into a jam today just to (laughs) get in the spirit of things. Just to let people know that they're... Their donations are worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am a little concerned that you were clicking around in the guts of WordPress. I'm wondering if our show's new legal name is Targus. <laughs> uh, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> no, it's our show's wife's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get up in them guts. Uh, moving on in the small tank, uh, I want to do a small tank. The small tank. <laughs> Uh, no, that's for, for when we do an aquarium-themed <laughs> podcast where we have the small tank <laughs> and then the medium tank. I'm writing that down. That's a good idea. Yeah. It could also be for, for jail, you know, holding, oh, yeah, holding cells. The small tank, the drunk tank. The yeah, small tank, big tank. Fed tank is where I spent seven months. Anyway, you can probably guess where I was going to the next item in small talk was our Tishi shark tank episode coming up um we have not received too many submissions as of yet um by not too many i mean none i think you people need a little bit uh, more prodding is that it is, well i mean you gotta it's part of this thing and i had to get over it you know by doing hundreds and hundreds of podcasts 
um, you have to get over the fear of failure, mm -hmm. the fear of being made fun of for your ideas. It's okay. I will take the brunt of whatever, you know. If if they don't like your idea, you can make it my fault somehow. So Guys, don't worry about it. I'm the I'm the fall guy. I cannot speak for everybody else, but I will not make fun of listeners for their ideas. No. Because I still want to be nice to them because they haven't annoyed me for like five years. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, wh what are you trying to say? Think about how nice I was to you when I first joined the show, Mike. That's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. We really got along. We did. There was like respect and admiration. <laughs> yeah, where'd that all go? I just can't be bothered anymore. <laughs> so I still respect and admire you, but it's really not coming back. I respect and admire you when you do things that are worthy of respect and admiration. Oh, God. That's the qualifier. Win, win, you. So what you're saying is listeners have have hundreds of bad ideas before you're actually going to mock them for them? Exactly. Yeah. You've got plenty of time to get on my bad right. side. You all start yeah. out on the good side. There's a lot of rope. There's a lot of rope there. Uh, so feel I, free. I I promised in our jamboree this week that I would create some real dank meme level art to post to the mm. Facebook page and I yeah. group, excuse me, group. And I haven't done it yet. And that's on me. So I will get on that. I just made a sticky note and I put it right next to the one that says, you come at Anne, you best not miss with <laughs> shark tank art as a reminder. So I will, I'll get on that. I'll do my part. Yes. But as a reminder, anybody, you know, if this is your first episode, welcome. We are going to have a Tishi shark tank episode and we want your business ideas it doesn't have to be super thought out you don't have to like come wearing the prototype or have t-shirts or anything like that you can submit it in writing you can send us a voice memo however you feel comfortable doing it we want to have some fun with that cut a smile or a frown into a sponge and take a picture of it you know it's a billion it's... dollar idea yeah <laughs> You know, when I was in college, I like would wear a dress and I was like, ugh, it just, like, I needed it to be smoothed out. So I would get control top pantyhose and cut them off. And I was like, all right, this works. But like the whole pantyhose would always kind of roll up at the ends because mm -hmm. of the fabric. And mother Sarah Blakely somehow developed it. And she's a billionaire now for Spanx. Yep. And I'm so mad. I had that <sighs> idea. Bitch. I mean, you know, whatever. I know. Fuck. You should have stuck with it. <laughs> I should have. So send us your ideas, guys. Um, I like the idea of the two of you running to the patent office from opposite directions, <laughs> but both with everything in its place, you know? <laughs> no jiggle. <laughs> my my wife bought me uh, pantyhose yesterday. Just what? want to throw that out there. Okay. Yeah, but for a completely different purpose, and I don't want to know what it is. Mm, I'm not robbing anything. Right now is a great say. time to be a robber in America. That's true. Everybody mm -hmm. wears masks. Yeah, mask, hat. I mean, just change up your baseball cap to a team that everyone knows you don't root for, and uh, you've just got free. Do you think that there are um, Colorado Rockies masks out there? <laughs> there are. <laughs> Florida Marlins hat and Rockies mask. I'm all set. <laughs> All right, it's just it's just the artificial legs that are going to give me away. In the, you know, in the you have to wear long pants. Oh right, right, right. He just he lumbered awkwardly, but 
Uh, Everything else appeared normal. You know it's a ruse if somebody's wearing a Marlins cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I had a Florida Marlins cap, not a Miami Marlins cap. Uh, so we were supposed to hear from Jeremy this week. Jeremy apparently has taken offense to Christy's characterization of his theft of her gummy grapefruits from last mm-hmm. week. How she opened the bag and found that like three pounds were gone. No, two pounds were gone. And it's because mm-hmm. Jeremy had just nipped in there and like rooted out the bag from its hiding place and taken her candy on his road trip. He says that that is not the way it happened. And he would like the opportunity to uh, do a rebuttal on the show, but he didn't send us a tape. So, <laughs> sorry. Jeremy, this is your notice. If you don't file the proper uh, paperwork in the court, we can't allow your case to go forward. Didn't Christy allege premeditation in that he took like a Ziploc? <laughs> yep. And, you know, mm. took a healthy... Or in this case, unhealthy portion. <laughs> well, this fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to have some fruit for my road trip. Well, he so. can't. He has to have a bag. You can't just grab uh, gummies yeah. with the gummy yeah, sugar it, on them. It just seems like too much premeditation for Jeremy. So this the story. I really want to hear Jeremy's side of the story. All right. Well, it, All right. it's up to him. He's going to have to make that happen. I'm not going to shepherd this um, case through the court system. <laughs> Hillary, you got back from Boston. I did. We talked um, about Boston, and then you're like, "Shit, I have to go. I have to go. I, I, I gotta go. <laughs> I, I got. It's calling me." Um, yeah, I went to Boston for my father-in-law's funeral, which they did have um, last week, and uh, you know, it was really sad, but it was lovely, and the, w- the weather was really good. People in Boston are way more um conscious of covid than people in texas like way more like a lot more i think they've had way more cases right (laughs) true true but it's going down whereas ours is um not um anyway so it was you know it was a complicated sad time i did go to the beach which was really nice the weather was good um i you know it is a dave's family is very Irish Catholic like that. They are the living cliche of like a Boston family. In fact, I might have recorded my mom, mother-in-law because I wanted to hear her like I wanted to capture her accent. I'm not going to play it or anything because that's mean because she didn't know I was recording her. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it really does exemplify uh, the whole thing. And I just need to listen to that to like really hone in on the accent. But OK, so there's just two brief funny stories I had to tell from it because there were a couple of just weird wild stuff okay one this it just reminded me of kind of maybe how i got on to lrb maybe originally okay so i remember this well it was like two and a half years ago 2018 dave and the kids and i went to boston um because we couldn't go for christmas so we went in january and so we're just we went out with his brother to some bar and like you know his his brother like hangs out at this bar knew all these people of course like half of them are like irish immigrants with super thick accents so we're meeting oh this is blah blah this is blah blah this is mickey and this guy mickey who i literally like barely understand at this bar is hardcore hitting on me like to like in front of dave Mm. and dave was like dave's not a super jealous guy but he was like 
oh my, like kind of, I could see in his eyes, like really annoyed because the guy's just like whispering in my ear. It's offensive. You know, it was like, but it was also kind of like, oh, he's like this really drunk Irish guy, whatever. So I remember (laughs) messaging you. I might have not been sober, but I remember messaging Uh, Mike and being like, in Austin, I would say I'm like a solid six, but in Quincy, Massachusetts, I'm like a nine and a half. (laughs) And right after that, Mike started messaging me about being on LRB. So... At the funeral, Mickey comes, or at the wake, Mickey comes through the line. And he's like, hey. And Dave's eyes are like ablaze. And I was like, oh, it's weird that this weirdo Irish guy that like really hit on me reminds me of starting Dave, on the Dave's podcast. Dave's going to just tackle this guy. I seriously, I really think he might have. He thing. was like, I can't believe this fucking guy came to this wake. He didn't know my dad. He was just like Pat's bar friend. Um, anyway, so that was one funny thing. The other one. So, okay, you know, Irish Catholic people of Boston feel things strongly and sometimes talk loudly. Um, And so we're like, people are, we're in the reception line at the wake, which, whatever, it just is not something I'm accustomed to, but it just, it was fine. So it's, it's my mother-in-law, Dave, me, my brother-in-law, Pat, his partner and then my brother-in-law Andy we're all kind of like oh you know saying sorry it's weird though because you're not shaking anybody's hand you're just like waving at them with a mask on mm-hmm. it's like hey thanks so much for coming um <laughs> thumbs up hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> this man comes through and he's like not like he's not moving down the line like we need like the because a lot of people came through and we're like okay like you just need to like keep moving and he's just standing there talking loudly kind of to nobody but like pat and i are standing there dave wasn't paying attention so or dave was talking to somebody else and so pat and i are standing there and the guy's yelling at us like i'm gonna miss your i'm gonna miss your dad so much like well like okay and we're like oh thank you so much for coming and they said i had some tragedy and we're like oh sorry oh, yeah really this is not about you today i'm sorry well so we're like okay and he goes <laughs> my son passed away in early march and we're like oh my gosh we're so sorry like that's really sad uh and he's like yeah it was an opi- opioid overdose and we're like oh oh sorry Ugh. you know we're just like yikes that's awful and he's going on about how his wife's embarrassed it's sad like his wife keeps just telling everybody it was heart failure but he wants everybody to know the truth and we're yes. like okay oh, okay sure. and then he goes it, you know the opioid crisis is the worst you know this is the worst thing in america and you know what just like coronavirus it's a chinese conspiracy oh, no, <laughs> and i was no, like no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> no. And my face is like, luckily I was wearing a mask because my face is that emoji that's like, like, I don't know what to do. And he's just, just like shouting about it. And I kind of just did it. I, I didn't know what to do. He kept going and Dave's not listening to this. And I really wanted him to because I wanted to like talk about it later. <laughs> so I'm like, tune in to what he's saying. And he's just like screaming. Anyway, so he kind of finishes up and Pat and I say, oh, like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. And so then he, but he lingers and he starts talking to Dave. He backs up in the line, starts talking to Dave. And I'm like still listening because I want Dave to like understand the like breadth of his like psychoticness. And the guy was talking about how he went to Target and they made him wear a mask and he was mad. And he was like, you know what? You know what I said to them? I said, my body, my choice. I threw their line back at them. And at that point I was like, I'm turning around. I am not facing oh, this God. guy anymore because he's making like an abortion joke and I can't hang with this. Like I'm, I'm done. Um, so that was, that was my uh, crazy. And Dave like doesn't know him. It's not like he's like a close family friend. He was just sort of like a business associate of Dave's father. Anyway. So 
Are we sure this guy's son didn't commit suicide? <laughs> God. Uh, um, Fox News is playing, and he's just like, I'm oh. taking this whole bottle of pills. Oh I've never had one of these before, but I'm going to oh, take 100 oh, man. to make, yeah. the, make this stop. Yeah. I'm not crazy. a I'm not a fan of saying that some things are off limits for jokes. I think that everything has a time and a place with the right person telling the joke. But uh, this guy telling an abortion joke probably has a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance of failure. Yeah. Oh man. I I mean though I have like as like kind of awful as it was I. I did talk about it for many, many hours. The crazy thing was, Pat, my brother-in-law, was like, eh, you know, it's just the way it is. And I was like, yeah. that was crazy. That like that was crazy. Anyway. That's Fitzy. I, that might have been close to his name, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Not too far off. Um, anyway, that was my Boston trip. It was sad, but it was, you know, it was nice to say goodbye and get some entertaining stories. <laughs> You always come back with good stories from Boston. I know. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I have onion belt stories. Hillary has actual content. Um, Bobby, why do you hate bodies? Why? You are an- you're anti-bodies? Uh, why did I put myself on after Hillary? I think that's the real question. Yeah, yeah. You got to learn. You got to learn from this, Bobby. Lead off. You know, let her bring you in. Uh, no, I, I, this is not really a story so much as a thing that happened to me. And I think it's important when people recognize the difference between those two things. Um, I, uh, went and got a COVID antibody test the other day because, uh, I was just curious. I, I'm, you know, the world is reopening and, Oh, I was going to say, did you have any particular reason to think you might need one? Uh, I, I'm going to fly for the first time in a while in a couple of weeks Ah. and, uh, I just wanted to know where I stood with that because I was traveling so much at the beginning of the year that mm-hmm. I just thought, and I'm always, you know, up and down a, a little bit sick uh, from just exposure every every fall, winter lately. I mean, I just... you are delicate. You're a delicate yeah, flower. Exactly. Exactly. Well, actually, uh, uh, this is an argument for being quite the opposite, which is that I'm hoping I was just mildly sick and then had it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and again, uh, let me just some science since uh, scientific caveats here. You want, I know you can get it again. So having the antibodies does not necessarily mean that you're immune. It doesn't uh, wait. I, I also know that uh, you can have had COVID and not the test, not show the antibodies because it is not a hundred percent test. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also know that uh, uh, I should and would still need to behave uh, with the same level of precaution uh, as if so, you know, social distancing, being responsible, all of those things, I would still need to do those things, even if I uh, had already had COVID and had gotten better from it. Uh, but I figured for 10 bucks online, you go fill out a form and then you just show up somewhere and they take your blood uh, and bill it to your insurance. I figured, why not just do it? And they had an open slot that day. And so whatever, but uh, negative that the result was negative. So I apparently have not had COVID. So mm. Darn, I didn't have COVID-19. <laughs> no, I, I think overall it'd probably be good to have had it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. Yeah. numbers-wise overall, it's probably a good thing. So but, yeah, I would be rooting for antibodies if, right. in that case. I'm so. waiting for the vaccine. I know. Yep. That's yeah. how I'll get my antibodies. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have antibodies, can't you somehow help with uh 
giving blood or whatever? I mean, I mean they're still working work? on it. Well, We're still guessing at this point. Yeah. 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 That is yeah. an interesting thing. If you donate blood now, at least up here, the Red Cross will do the antibody test for you as part of the process. So there you, you can actually get it for free ah. uh, if you do that. The only reason I didn't do that is I just haven't given blood in a few years. And um, I used to give blood a lot. Uh, and then just with all of our moving, I kind of got out of the habit. Um, and so I need to get back in the habit. That's the tagline for Sister Act 2, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think the superior Sister Act, by the way. We could have that discussion oh, later. Oh, man, but yeah. It's a killer Lauren Hill performance. Makes me cry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's just that's just my experience with the world in its current state this week. Is that I, I tried and I failed to... Uh, to have hopefully accomplished something. So. <laughs> would you rather have the blood thing that you got, or would you rather have them stick the swab um, down your throat? Oh, Jesus, the, the blood test, I mean, the blood drive. I, mean, I Me just, too. I, did, I barely too. even noticed she, you know, I had a chatty phlebotomist, uh, but she was also <laughs> good at what she did. And she just looked at me and she uh, said, I'm not going to hurt you. And I said, I know you're underpaid. Oh good yeah. Phlebotomist should be paid more than any teacher or fireman <laughs> or, or president of the United States. Yeah. She, phlebotomist is amazing. she, she hit it just fine. No, no pain, no nothing. Uh, yeah. I went on to run some errands and by, by far emotionally and physically, not the hardest thing I did that day. I dated a phlebotomist once just cause she was so good at her job. I, ha- I had to ask her out. <laughs> really? Yeah. We went out for a few months. It was pretty fun. <laughs> I, and with I, that, I'm, try, I'm trying to work on a punchline there. But I have no, to get back no, I mean to it's me. just a fact. It's just a fun. I'm not going to tell the whole onion belt thing, you know. But but uh, yeah, yeah, had a good time. She could yeah. find a vein like nobody's business. <laughs> God, okay. Uh... No, you made it weird, Ed. You just made it weird. That's her job. God. All right, should we move on to the mailbag? No, uh, let's keep going on this. <laughs> no, I'm moving us. Um, all right, we got a few notes. Oh, I, we really just got one uh, throw your phone in the mailbag um, from Scott. Scott. He, he wrote, long, uninformed jag is now my favorite way to describe some podcasts I like. <laughs> For the record, I love how informed the jags are here at TSHE. I mean, we try. <laughs> educated guesses on some of the are jags we- are more informed than others <laughs> but uh we appreciate it scott that was really sweet thank yeah. you thank you mm-hmm. um and then as for our question of the week it was a two-parter um one what movie makes you most think of new york city and wh- uh, with which muppet do you most identify i knew that was uh, a good question it's yeah. a really good one <laughs> Um, okay, I'm just going to go first because, uh, Mike, I think you said it. You were correct. If y'all had talked about When Harry Met Sally, I would have come through the portal and, like, yeah. murdered y'all <laughs> yeah. on the plane. You would have gone, found the DeLorean and gone back in time and killed us all. I can sense it. Who's talking about it? It's my movie. It's so good. Um, my, you know, my favorite podcast, Blank Check, is doing a Nora Ephron series right now, and they just talked about, even though she did not direct When Harry Met Sally, it's so, like, you know, such an important movie. And it's really started her her movie career that they covered in. It was it was really good. Um, uh, like my favorite line. If you look go to my Twitter uh, bio, it's uh, oh, I've been looking for a red suede pump. That's the best line from when Harry Met Sally. Um, and I, 
She was like, you know, she was vilified a little bit on the show, but I am a Miss Piggy. That's just like who I am. That's who I identify with. There's a picture that I can't find somewhere of me with my Miss Piggy doll when I was a little kid. I loved it. So I just loved her. She was, I liked anybody who seemed glamorous. Like that was my baseline mm-hmm. of, you know. And sassy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, she was a little like spazzy sometimes, but, um, but she wore high heels and, you know, had blonde hair. So that was like my baseline. <laughs> I think we did a, a good job of discussing yes. the complexities of her character. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Think She's you more did. than just like a Kool-Aid man with, uh, with, with blonde <laughs> hair coming through the wall. She has, she has motives. She has a, she has an inner life. Yeah, she absolutely. That, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, we got some really, we had a lot, a lot of responses on it. <laughs> Just our record. <laughs> People have some feelings on New York City, which, you know, obviously it's like the yeah. center of the world. Um, I'm going to just read a couple of the emails that we got. Um, all right. Hold on. All right. From Mr. Bob always comes in with some really good recs and comments. He said, when you realize the plethora of great and not so great movies made in or about New York, you realize you're picking your favorites Picking your favorites is a daunting task. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's a uh, lot. We had such a hard time. Yeah. It's it's a lot. And also, like, real quick, I always think about how I think about New York has changed so much because when I was a little kid, I thought and probably was not like super far from the truth sometimes. I thought if you went to New York, you would either A die or B get mugged like I that was just like I just thought it was a super scary place like it just seemed like this huge city that was trashed and had some rich people but also was just like you know just seemed like dirty and all that kind of stuff but now like if you think about New York City it's just like it's such a crazy expensive place that's like pretty safe you know it's, I, although Dave and I did see a mugging there once, like not super long ago, but um, but it just is it's changed so much, you know, for better or for worse. Because now I can't even my friends that live there, I'm like I can't even imagine. Like Los Angeles was expensive, but you could kind of deal with it. New York just seems so expensive to me that I just can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah, L.A. Um, the prices for stuff in Southern California, um, they will take you aback a bit. You know, yeah. if you're from Seattle, you're used to things being kind of expensive. And Southern California is like, huh, okay, well, I guess it's this much here. Stuff in these in these eastern seaboard cities, you're, you're like, no, there's no way that's right. There has yeah. to be an extra zero on that. Yeah. <laughs> I always say, the last time I went to New York was in 2009, so it was a while ago. But I always think, oh, I just spent $100, like, in the last five minutes and I have no idea how I did it. Yeah. Like, you haven't not, done anything. I haven't done anything. anything or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like took a cab anyway. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Going on for with Bob's anyway, yeah. here are some of mine in no particular order. The Fisher King. Whenever I think about this movie, the tune, how about you starts playing in my head, Julie and Julia, which honestly cut out the Julie part. The Julie part is great. Uh-huh. The Julie part sucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there is a cut on YouTube where they cut out the Julie part because it blows. I mean, um, I just don't want to look at Amy Adams' wig in no, that it's movie. So it's bad. so bad. <laughs> and I like Amy Adams, but it's so bad. And I like Chris Messina, too. I think he's very cute, but it's just that part's really bad. Um, Broadway Danny Rose, Hannah and her sisters. Yes, a little creepy with Woody Allen and Mia Farrow in it. I think that's one of my dad's favorite movies. It's It's great. All those uh, are great. They're, yeah. You know, I feel shitty for saying well, it. I you know. love Woody Allen movies. Yeah, uh, the Thin Man. It's not uh, like the... you're here to say I love Woody Allen's ethos. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I liked uh, Leonard Part Six. You know, I'm not going to apologize. And see, from my perspective, not to start a Woody Allen discussion, but to start a Woody Allen discussion from from my perspective, almost every single one of his movies are about how he's mysteriously attractive to younger women. Always. Always. (laughs) Well, if you want to, like, you know, analyze it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think going back now, if you watch it, you're like, oh, like that just, it's a little yikes, yikes, yikes. Like, oh, uh, there is a pattern I'm seeing (laughs) be established here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, okay, The Thin Man. Ah, oh, the days where you could drink copiously in movies and no one would call for an intervention or AA meeting. Um, the Odd Couple, mm-hmm. The Producers. Let's sing, everybody. Springtime for Hitler in Germany. God, yeah. do you remember The Producers Like, was on Broadway and it was the only thing anybody could talk about mm-hmm. for a while? You're talking about the Matthew Broderick version? Yeah. And then Nathan yeah. Lane? Yeah. Nathan Lane, yeah. And wow. have you ever uh, sung any of those no, songs? No, I haven't. Could you belt out Springtime for Hitler in Germany for us now, or would that just, you know, wake up the whole neighborhood? No, I've never seen the producers. I don't know any of the songs. Oh, dang really? it. I would just love to hear that come out of you. So I think, oh, we should do this in sequence. I can you learn should it. watch. So there's the original movie, then the musical, then the movie based on the musical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the comic book based that's on like the, the pulp fiction like the novel. Hair, based the on. hairspray trajectory as well. Right. But when does the gritty reboot come? Uh. Oh. Oh, God. It's called Spider-Man 6. You know, <laughs> Spider-Man Darkness or whatever. Uh, it's worth it. The, even even the even the new movie. The old movie is is great, but the new movie does have the, the Broderick, Nathan Lane, you know. It's it's worth a watch. I've only seen the original movie. I might be the only person in the world who <laughs> has only seen the original movie and none of the other properties. Well, let me, it's probably some it's, old people, other old people. Yeah, other uh, uh, Mel Brooks. Fans. Yeah. Well, my take take my lukewarm recommendation for one of the greatest social uh, musical phenomenons of the last thirty years, and uh, yeah, it's fine. You should definitely watch it. <laughs> you don't highly recommend it. It's, good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. There are some good numbers in there. Um, okay, moving on because we'll be on New York again for a really long time. Yeah. Annie Hall. I know. I know. Too many Woody oh, Allen films in this list, but they're so good. Um, Eyes of Laura Mars, which I've heard of but never seen. Creepy. Uh, the Godfather. We okay. we didn't really even good. discuss picking The Godfather. I what know. is wrong with us? I, I think because we had too many cops and mobster movies for Boston. Yeah, for Boston. Yeah. Right, so yeah, I know. Um, and an unmarried woman, which is that like Jill Clayburgh? Jill Clayburgh, I think. Yeah. yeah. An yeah. unmarried woman. Scandalous. Uh, what In is 1978, that? You didn't yeah. want to be an unmarried woman. <laughs> Um. Okay, and then from Sweet Justina, who we love, my fave NYC movie is definitely Working Girl for all the reasons. Plus, it's it's of my time. And also, side note, one time Mike told me I reminded him of, of Melanie Griffith and Working Girl, which I was like, is that a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because as we were doing the movie, I'm like, uh, I don't know about this. You know, she was the weakest uh, yeah, I know exactly, I and mean, I do I, often. I do often vacuum without was, my top on. No, I'm just, just gonna. Ask I that. <laughs> no, I've never done that before no. ever. 
No. Um, okay. I was midway through college, so just prime for it. I can attest that there were women out there dressed, haired, and eyeshadowed like Joan Cusack, and that it was a maker of a certain socioeconomic economic class. Yeah. Also, her attitude about the cheating boyfriend is also of that time. Boys will be boys and all that. Yuck. Don't like it then. Glad it's less of a thing now. We'll keep working on it. Uh, but the real reason for writing in is the Muppets, and more specifically Sesame Street. I was born in 1968 in Poland, brought to the U.S. in February of 1969, and Sesame Street went on the air of November in November of 1969. My first language was Polish, as it's what my parents spoke to me. I learned English from Sesame Street, so much of my of that ugh, so much so that speech pathologists can tell that when they talk to me. I've been told I have a PBS accent on multiple <laughs> occasions. <laughs> So the Muppets were my teacher showing me both correct English, Kermit, and incorrect English. I'm looking at you, Cookie Monster. <laughs> I owe those guys big time. I would also like to credit Mr. Rogers and the Electric Company for their role in my language acquisition. Cheers, Justina. That is so sweet. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really, really sweet and very cool and why we should keep funding people. I don't want any shade in Cookie Monster, though. <laughs> I love Cookie Monster. Mm-hmm. I think if you go to, to Dikembe Mutombo's speech uh, pathologist, they would say that, that he learned most of his English from the Cookie Monster. <laughs> when Bridget was a baby, she... God, she we beat Sonics! <laughs> she, Bridget always had opinions on fucking everything, and she all, most of the Pampers were like um, cook, or Sesame Street themed, and almost all of them had Elmos on them, but at like one in every five had Cookie Monsters, and she only wanted the Cookie Monsters, yes. so it was like a... Str- like I would be like sweating. I'm like, there's no more Cookie Monster diapers! <laughs> and she would start crying, and I was like, I don't know what to do! Why, why is Elmo so featured on these? But, there was a Cookie Monster like hand puppet that like Cullen had, and it was in his closet, and he didn't give a shit about it. But our dog Frank was in love with that thing, Aww. and he wasn't allowed to go into Cullen's room. But when Cullen would accidentally leave his door open, Frank would go in there. He would nose that closet open, and he would bring it out just so delicately, and he would like sit on Cullen's bed and look up so innocently, like. What? I'm not going to tear this thing's eyes off as soon as you turn away. (laughs) So Cookie Monster has like a a huge draw. I mean, mean, how heartbreaking was it for some of us when he went to Cookies Are a Sometime Food? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nom, nom. Okay, done. (laughs) Can we make, I don't know how to make that a show title. Nom, nom. Okay, done. I don't think it'll translate. Where's my skim milk? <laughs> skim milk is bullshit. Uh, we are a skim milk household, but I just don't drink a lot of milk. So milk no, is really a utility it's tool here. It's uh, it's a bowl of crap. cereal something. How does one milk an almond? I don't know. Cookie Monster does not know. <laughs> How does one milk an almond actually has potential? <laughs> Um, and then, you know, those were the, the emails we got. And then we got a, a billion uh, comments. So d- does anybody want to read some of the comments? Uh, I'll, some high... I'll, I'll, I'll take a run at this. So I, I was the one who I this morning I woke up and I, I I was on the run sheet and I thought, OK, time to copy over those handful of really <laughs> thoughtful, interesting comments on the Facebook thread uh, into the run sheet so that we'll have them handy. And then as of recording, we're at 106 comments. Mm. And I said, no so they're great (laughs) we love all of you go there bobby you know if you'd waited 20 minutes i would have done it in full i would have gone and you gotta wait in out yeah you gotta wait i I know but i think i think that we have the the 
we have the technology. We, we do. We can just look at the Facebook page. We do. Um, and also, I wanted to use that as a transition about my Muppet answer, because I, I actually I don't know if I have a great movie answer either. I had been thinking Wall Street for Fine New York City movie. Yeah, I considered that one. Yeah. And um, for Muppet, I mean, obviously, Statler and Waldorf. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you would uh, pick the old Muppets. <laughs> and yeah. several other people did in here. Uh but also Cookie Monster and I do share a, a snacking mentality that you know I I can appreciate. A certain reckless abandon to to yeah. your eating <laughs> habits. Uh so through the Facebook page, and we're simply not going to get to everyone, uh, but on this on this twofer uh, the Devil Wears Prada and probably Kermit from Amanda, which spawned quite a bit of conversation from Hillary. Yes. <laughs> and I think fewer people pick Kermit than want to pick Kermit. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he's somewhat of an aspirational Muppet. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. the hero. You yeah. know, it's like saying, well, I'm the Tom Brady of the Muppets. You know, that. <laughs> Fuck off. Which is not to say, Amanda, that, you know, it's wrong to pick Kermit. No, I think not, that's at great. not at all. No. There was a, a more Beaker's. Uh, first of all, I, I, there was a wider variety. People went deep <laughs> on the on the bench that I was expecting, and also, uh, yeah, there there were some beakers. Uh, <laughs> I like the low expectations for you know. He can't really talk. He doesn't really know how to do anything. Yeah, like... but that video of him singing feelings is pretty good. Yeah. Me 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 me. Just, just try to keep it the clear. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, Andrea saying Elf and Kermit as her movie and her uh, Muppet really scanned for me. Uh huh. Um, has anyone seen the recent Spider Mans? Uh, Heidi Reynolds here posted that the recent Spider Mans were her New York movies. The uh, the Tom there's thousands of them. I know. I know. There's so many. Every time I, I turn around, there's track. another Spider. There's been more Spider Mans than there have Batman's at this point. I just I don't know. Yeah, we'll have we'll have Rory on to discuss. This. I yeah, just finally I mean, saw the um, Spider Man uh, animated. Movie. It's good. It it's good. is amazing. It's really good. You it's need really a whiteboard good. like like on the School of Rock where he has all the different yes. music. You know. Yep. All the yep. influences. Yeah, like Spider Man is just. You might need a second whiteboard because it's going to spill over onto another <laughs> whiteboard. Too many Spider Men. Uh, Jonathan. Lou Spider Man was Spid- probably Spider's for me. <laughs> Spider's Men. Yeah. <laughs> Too many Spider's Men. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, I also, this is sort of almost getting into the data mining aspect of social media where it's like, how much do we learn about these people based on these two answers <laughs> side by side? Jonathan yeah. with John Wick 3 and Animal. <laughs> uh, we got what is it of... about John Wick 3 instead of, you know, John Wick 1 or 2? Right. I guess that's a good question. Um, Jonathan. I hear you... they kill his dog. And yeah, that's why that's, he's so yeah, mad the first all the time. One. So yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't yeah. wick it up. That was a good setup, Mike. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Jonathan, do you let us know why John Wick 3 among the John Wick? I don't know that I've seen three. I know I've seen one. I've maybe seen two. I think don't I may have skipped a three. You'll be by three. Yeah, well, <laughs> Annie West Side Story, Barefoot in the Park, because that's what apartments can be like. Another Beaker. I'm going to keep scrolling here if anybody else wants to jump in. Oh, this is a good one. Kalina. Pepe the King Prawn, always trying to be funny, <laughs> but usually ending up being inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a new one. A new generation. No yeah, wonder I'm... Kalina and I get along so well. She 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 recognizes these traits. Yeah. Speaking of Amy <laughs> Adams, idiot. we got uh, Enchanted from that's a good, that's a good movie. And and yeah, the Swedish Chef movie. uh of uh, another great Muppet choice. He's probably my second choice. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. 
Uh, Lauren with Miracle on 34th Street. So we're oh, getting good so the classics. Good. And Breakfast at Tiffany's and basically everybody yelling film. And I just realized the question about the Muppets who I identify with. So my answer needs to change. I'm totes a big bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Was she the only one who chose big bird? I think so. I think so. Uh, and also, I don't this exact post. I know there were some posts about Breakfast at Tiffany's with the with the racist caveat of. Uh, yes. you know, yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah except Mickey Rooney. Yeah, uh, Mia has it here. So, and and Mia also um, mentions the telephone aliens on Sesame Street. The yip 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 yip, yip aliens. I love those guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, Stacy with a made in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Listen, I can go deep on these like shitty rom coms. I'm not saying your taste is shitty because if if Made in Manhattan was on right now, I'd be like, all right, bye guys, I'm settling yeah. in. Well, Stacy writes kind of ghetto, but I wish I was in the upper class. LOL. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, you're not saying her taste is shitty. You're saying you can all have shitty taste together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. No, uh, there's exactly. there's no judgment here. Just wait until you no. see the movie I brought for the upper mid bump fuck Atlantic. <laughs> uh, Renee, uh, your Muppet talk reminded me of the time a few years back when my daughter made a face that looks so much like Sam, uh, like the Sam Eagle, and she put them side by side. That's good. <laughs> you need to go see the picture. <laughs> that Just that is worth going to check out the thread. Uh, and our own Christy Wise, I wish I was a Kermit. I'm probably Fozzie. <laughs> oh, Christy, you can be a Kermit. <laughs> Uh, there's so much more here, uh, but uh, it really this if as we were saying before we started recording or before we started the show today, even Mike was persuaded to perhaps join the Facebook group because of this thread. Yeah, yeah, I I, I had some things going on this week, so I I didn't check it on the Facebook page, but it doesn't surprise me that that these two questions just brought it, and it's yeah. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Oh, because I'm looking at it, can I just quickly spotlight Daniel said The Age of Innocence for his New York oh, movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. Such a good movie. I mean, and Michelle Pfeiffer is uh, uh, peak Pfeiffer really in good. that movie. Peak Pfeiffer. Isn't it weird that Martin Scorsese directed that? Yep. It's, just a, it's so weird. So How about good. Gangs really of movie. New York? I, I don't want to also go to that New York. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. No, Also, thanks. Also... Um, Cameron Diaz is not a period actress. No. That was a poor, a mm. poor choice. Um, <laughs> very pretty, but not somebody from like the 1800s. Yeah, you're like, what's yeah. Cameron Diaz doing here? She has, <laughs> she has a modern vibe. <laughs> yes. She, yeah. she yes. can't get rid of it. Yep. It's uh, it's noon on the East Coast. So I'm scoped my Diet Coke here. Ah, <laughs> get into it. <laughs> oh, Bobby, you and your arbitrary rules. <laughs> yeah. We're back to cans. Did, they did your sale. alarm go off? Did you? Do you have a reminder set? Well, I, I no. I just my eyes caught the corner of the monitor here. <laughs> You've been watching the clock, <laughs> sweating. I was, I was, yeah, the shakes. Uh, I mean, I had a cup of coffee this morning. So I, I I didn't have it for noon. I didn't have it. For noon. <laughs> I'm still good. I'm totally in control. Yeah, I got it. I got this. Uh, speaking of being totally in control, why don't we hop in the van and head to the <sighs> northeast mid Atlantic? <laughs> oh, Question: yeah. When we're in the van, who drives? Bobby, do you drive? Hillary, do you I, I, drive? Well, it's Hillary's van, apparently. So. I know it is. You don't want to I... drive the whole way, though. No, 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 no. And I actually like. I'm a very confident driver in Texas and the West Coast. For some reason, the Northeast corridor, mm. Mid Atlantic, 
it's just it's so not a grid that I'm like, well, how does this work? I don't understand. So I yeah. prefer somebody else. Bobby, you can drive. It is an art. Driving around Boston is is uh, it took me years to gain confidence. And and so many just lane changes that are not labeled. So like just knowing where you want to be, that takes years of uh, getting it wrong, basically. It is the reason for this because these cities were built before all almost the entire city was built before there was a protractors. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Before protract, before there were cars. Yeah, I mean that's part of the problem in Boston. That's why so many of the streets are super narrow and yeah, uh, yeah. just yeah. If there were no cars, the city yeah. would make a lot more sense. And there's I also think. there's I forget exactly what it's called, but like um, I learned about it. Uh, like universities, a lot of times when they build things, they won't put the pathways in right away and then they wait and see uh-huh. where students walk to like That's... know where to put the sidewalk across that big lawn so you know it's it's sort of a like a social yeah. evolution mm-hmm. sort of thing that makes sense so where you've seen like a dirt path wearing across the quad you're like okay. exactly yep <laughs> that's where we need fight to pay dirt path mm-hmm. <laughs> if i yeah. hadn't uh, become a professional management bullshitter uh for my career path i if I, I saw go, that on your LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Please endorse me. Uh, yeah. If if I could, uh, I, urban planning has always fascinated me because of things like that. Because it is sort of about sort of how people interact with the space. I find that endlessly interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, you know, I would have to do math, and so yeah, the protractor <laughs> part is yeah. yeah. It's always back. To I, the I'll stab myself in the brain with it after about ten minutes of trying to figure it out. <laughs> All right. So speaking of figuring it out. The North Atlantic, uh, what do you call it, Bumfuck region? I don't, I don't, I don't think <laughs> no, Bumfuck no, there, really there, fits. There, there are some cities here. I should not have. Uh, we've got some thriving metropolitan yeah. areas represented here. Yeah, let's here. define what areas we're talking about. On the right. spreadsheet, it said like uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, like parts of New York were all yeah. included in this area. It's from the coast to the Rust Belt. But not yep. all the Rust Belt. No, that's the whole thing, because I'm sure we'll get to Detroit eventually. But mm-hmm. yeah, so Pennsylvania, Jersey, they're all Pennsylvania, so Jersey. Th- there's there's plenty of, of movies in this region. That's why we decided to give it its own show. And uh, the where we're going to start, I believe this is New Jersey. Yes. Yes. Um, Bobby, uh, you're going to you're going to swing us through New Jersey. Uh, we're I, pulling up in front of a convenience store there. I, yeah, black exactly. and white. Get some snacks. Uh, we're gonna, you know, and I had, I just, I'll, I'll do my runner up first, which is I had thought about bringing the terrible, uh, aughts movie State of Play, which is set in Pittsburgh, and that would have kept our Affleck streak alive. <laughs> it's Russell Crowe and Affleck, but I, I opted for this instead because I think uh, Geely would have worked oh, too. No, <laughs> no, no movie I associate more with New Jersey than Clerks. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think Clerks is one of those movies that's a a generational touchstone for Gen Xers, yep. of which I, I feel an, I am an honorary member. <laughs> right? I mean... <laughs> you miss it by about, like, seven or eight years, but... I think that's but, about yes. right, right, for yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I feel like this movie... Uh, this was my first exposure to what New Jersey was supposed to be like. And, of course, it launched the Kevin Smith universe. Yeah. Of movies, view, 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 yeah. The, uh, the movies that I, I think you know, uh, uh, 
swing wildly in their quality. And I always just remember hearing it. I actually didn't look it up if it was true. Like Clerks was shot on like a $2,000 budget and half of that was used to pay fines for trespassing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I don't know if that's true or not, but it has that. It's shot in black and white. Um, Mm. The, you know, the lead character's name is Dante and it's clearly the, the, the rings of hell. Uh, and that's why it's in vignettes, uh, nine vignettes. And it's, yeah, it's the mini Mart. It's the video store next door. It's Jay and silent Bob hanging out out front. It's all the, the various asshole customers coming and going. And just that sort of life is meaningless. And yet I'm too important. I'm taking it too seriously and I shouldn't be And a day in the life movie. And, uh, I just, uh, I, I thought that New Jersey was just that just, just suburban hell. And I think I'm right. Um, I mean, I've, I have since been to New Jersey and I, I've been to actually really nice parts of, you know, it is the garden state for a reason. I mean, there are plenty of lush, beautiful parts of it, but, but also there's just a lot of that. It was a Kevin Smith's first documentary, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, just, I mean, the scene set of it and, and like the, the plot of the movie is nothing, right? I mean, it's, it's no. this guy, his work life, his relationship life is 37. 37. That's all I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I think of. Sorry. Uh, rewatching it for the first time in many years. Uh, it is even more vulgar than I remembered it being. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but other than that, I mean, I, I greatly enjoyed the rewatch i watched it while i was working yesterday so i was like assembling addresses for a cd mailing i'm doing next week and like doing all this admin work while while this is playing on the ipad in front of me and uh the windows are open and i'm just thinking sam is sitting on the deck hearing every third or fourth word probably (laughs) and it's just uh it's it's the part you know we hit the hermaphroditic porn section of the movie and i thought Mm -hmm. i should turn on the volume So don't cheat yourself. This came out in 1994, and I had just turned 17. So I was right in the sweet spot for starting to think about slightly more existential issues Mm -hmm. than I ever had before. And this movie was like nothing that I'd ever seen before. It's like such an unmovie movie. Like the characters actually feel. Like, you know, to the point about it being a documentary, they just feel like people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no like heroic art arc and there's no real villain, although, you know, Jay's an asshole. Right. But it it felt very real to me in a way. And I had already, you know, been working at the Taco John's. So the customer service aspect of it (laughs) really spoke to me. Right. And then I think something that uh, uh, is even deeper that I've only dealt with in the last few years is, is Hillary, you, you know, your, the thing you remember is 37. <laughs> we won't say the rest of that line. Um, but, but the line that I cannot escape is I'm not even supposed to be oh. here. How many times have you felt that? Yeah. So many times. That is like my entire working life almost because like Dante, I have that overdeveloped sense of responsibility. Yep. Yeah. You know, and it's not his responsibility to keep that store open. He could have called the boss and said, sorry, I'm out of here. 
you know, my replacement isn't here or whoever isn't here. I'm going, I'm done. And I held on to that for a long time in my life that I needed to be the responsible one at all times. And I needed to be the person that, that handled it, that got stuck, you know, being in the store. And, uh, I, I mean, I didn't know at the time why that kept coming back to me, but I do now. Yep. This movie came out five years before Office Space. Yeah. And I feel like they yep. it's it's sort of that same companion. Yeah. Piece. Yeah. Just that that sort of uh uh what the hell am I doing with my life? Yes. <laughs> just just it's, moment in time. It's really funny to think of Office Space as like the pedigreed, expensive, well done companion to mm-hmm. <laughs> clerks. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I exactly just, and, and just for the sake of the road trip angle on this, like, mm-hmm. of course we're going to stop at a mini Mart, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have We're going to get some glass bottle Gatorade <laughs> and some, some gum and some cigarettes and some chocolate donuts or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's... And it's a movie full of like, um, bullshit, self-important, um, philosophical discussions mm-hmm. like the... About Star Wars. Exactly what I was going to bring up. The contractors <laughs> on the Death Star and were they complicit. <laughs> yep. you know, those, just... those are the kinds of discussions that you have when you're like 22 or 23 yep. and on the road trip. What I was thinking about was in high school, um, we hung out, my, my friends and I hung out in coffee shops and thought we were cool. And we were embracing yep. that late 90s vibe, even though it was a couple years late. And, um, and and these are the kind of dumb things we would talk about. Like, we were not even stoned. And we would have these dumb conversations, hopped up on, on sugar and coffee and staying up really late. And, yeah, this is the... This is the can you microwave a burrito so hot? Could God microwave a burrito so hot even he couldn't eat it conversation, mm. right? Like, that's that's what these guys are going through. And also just like the hockey stuff made me laugh and all that dumb crap. So, yep. Clerks, formative movie yeah. for me. Even though I, I'm sure I, you know, I watched it years after it came out, obviously, because I was eight. Did you know that Clerks 3 is in some stage of production? Oh, God. God come on. Yeah, just, I was just, I'm always curious to see what actors are up to now. So I went to Jeff Anderson's IMDb page. He played Randall, who, I mean, is a God, great character. I, I, this is like my teen brain thought Randall was cute, which of course would lead <laughs> me down course. the path of like having a crush on like I mean, a dickheads. A sort of a dirtbaggy cute <laughs> yes. kind of way. But he has 18 IMDb credits and almost all of them are clerks related. <laughs> yeah. I think he was just, you know, he was in the buddy universe. Yeah. So, you know, he became part of the documentary, you know, it's like, okay, just be you. Yep. Yep. Be the idiot that I know. Yeah. Well, he knows his lane. <laughs> okay, well, let's get uh let's get some Bill Conti uh some sweeping music in here. The most iconic uh song from a movie ever from uh Anne's Choice. Mm-hmm. What do you got for us, Anne? Well, we're we're going to eat lightning and we're going to crap thunder for a while we're here. Fly now, too. <laughs> we're going to eat lightning and crap thunder. <laughs> because I picked Rocky. And guys, I had never seen Rocky before. What? And I thought, I mean, this is a good opportunity. 
I kind of went into it blind. Does this yeah. movie make me think of the Northeast Mid-Atlantic? Does it, <laughs> does it make me think of Philadelphia? I don't know. I haven't seen it. But Rocky is such a seminal oh, film yeah. that I thought this is my opportunity to do it. Uh, I had to do something that I've never done before when watching a movie. I had to turn on the closed captioning because <laughs> I could Mumbling. not understand Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Here's uh, what I want to know. Is Stallone dumb or is he just a magnificent actor? Yes. Hmm. It's, it's, the, it's the Marky Mark like mm. quandary yeah like right. is he, does he know is he in on the joke because he is so convincing yeah, yeah. as this yeah. sort of dumb dopey down on his luck scrappy boxer wannabe guy he's not bright no. at all no uh but i could there's some acting there's a lot of acting there like it's a great character he's a a constant talker he's like the low class version of what vince vaughn is in swingers the people who are just like constantly talking all the time which who are people that i hate um (laughs) i mean i don't mind talkers but it's when they're just talking to talk you know i'm having a bad day you're having a bad day no i mean i'm kind of in a bad mood you're in a bad mood i mean i didn't mind what he said but i really did mind what he said about me it's just like this constant ceaseless noise coming out of his mouth but then it's clear that it's not just stallone he's really playing a character and i i'm just endlessly fascinated by what's going on in this movie and it's a great movie spoiler Um, alert yeah it's a great movie well, he, he wrote it, and yeah. I mean, and he he was trying to get that thing made for a long time, and they were trying to make it, you know, and not have him star. Oh yeah, they wanted uh, they wanted Redford, who was forty. No, going back <laughs> to our Christ. please our don't Redford make my blood age. boil again. <laughs> Did you know that Wilford Brimley was like one year older than Robert Redford in that movie? One year. <laughs> Can you imagine Wil- Wilford Brimley playing a teenager, like getting it on with Glenn Close in the barn and striking out the whammer? No, it would be awesome. Um, they they Pulls wanted the ball out of his maybe, mustache and strikes out the. They wanted anyway, maybe Ryan O'Neill to play Rocky. God. You know, they wanted what a nineteen seventy six blonde. Yeah, people. the Teutonic blonde is what they wanted to play Rocky. Good on Stallone for fighting for this. Yep. Good on him. Yep. Um, and for people who don't know i mean i'd never seen it but i knew all the beats of the story is is rocky is a sort of a past his prime not really that talented local boxer anyway and he gets a shot through a you know a series of coincidences to fight a heavyweight championship bout with apollo creed who is the undisputed champion who's also the smartest person in the movie by far he's a really interesting character too because he is thinking um about his brand you know, yeah. all the time. It's what can he do to build his brand? And he it picks really his, does because predate it's, a lot of like, you know, modern athletes with yeah. social media and all that. He's just like, what can I do to pump it up? You know, yep. and he's having strategy meetings and all this. And Rocky's like, well, I just I guess I'll just go punch some beef, you know, but Apollo <laughs> no, that's his, he's not going on Twitter. He's just going to go hit some, <laughs> uh, hit some cows. 
Yep. And I, I, it's really a uh, great, it's, it's interesting because the plot doesn't really kick in until an hour into the movie. You're just getting to know sort of Rocky and his situation. Yeah. And then the, the whole question of the fight comes right about at the one hour mark into it. And then all the training and the actual fight itself is only like the last 10 minutes of the movie, which I was surprised that it played such a small uh, role actually in the, in the whole movie. But there's this great moment when uh, Apollo and his team are like, he doesn't realize this is a show. He thinks this is a fight, which is yeah. just so, so perfect. And uh, Rocky has had this epiphany, like down in his soul. He knows that he can't win this fight. He knows he's completely outclassed. Like he's n- not even in the league below Apollo Creed as a sure. boxer. And all he wants to do is like not humiliate himself he just wants to go the distance last all 15 rounds so that he can prove that he's not just a dumb punk from you know scrappy back streets of of philly and that's his his total um his total goal and once they kind of figure that out that really sets them all on their ear because it's really interesting because Apollo in the beginning, the first rounds, he's playing it up. He's, you know, kind of selling the situation, selling the show. And then you see the point where he's like, Oh shit. And he starts to take Rocky more seriously. And it's, I don't like boxing, you know, it's incredibly violent and I don't see the point of it, but it's, a really thrillingly shot scene sequence part yeah. of the movie. And, mm-hmm. um, and I really liked it. I thought it was really great. Yeah. It's a, it is a good movie. I mean, I remember finding out, you know, it was always a part of my life. And I remember I, I watched it a fair amount of times, but then finding out, Oh, it actually won best picture, which is sort of crazy to think about, but it is a really good movie. It's like mm-hmm. 76, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But it was. This was one of the last movies my parents took me to together at the, the Cinerama Theater, one of the big theaters in Seattle. You know, the single screen. Saw it the way it was supposed to be seen. Saw it on the big screen, and yeah, it won the Academy Award. And then my parents broke up. So I associate uh, this movie with <laughs> oh, my. God. Oh no! <laughs> my parents breaking up. Thanks, but Anna. it was good. It thanks was good. for it was good. thanks. For, thanks for opening that yeah. up an hour in, into the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the only way <laughs> out show. is through, Mike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to address that pain. <laughs> um, although, I mean, that movie is filled with scumbags. I'm not yeah. going to say that it's a movie that makes me want to visit Philadelphia, although no, it is very no. rooted in. In Philadelphia, I didn't know the whole angle of the fight itself was a bit, you know, the show was for the bicentennial and the birth of liberty and Apollo Creed had the star spangled trunks and Mm -hmm. the big hat, the star spangled Uncle Sam hat. Um, the cape, the cape. Yeah. Is, <laughs> that's oh. what gets me. I mean, if, you, if you go with the cape, I yeah, 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 yeah. And the ring girl was like uh, dressed up as the Statue of Liberty. Uh-huh. <laughs> all this stuff. Get your taxes done in the corner. But for yeah. all that, it's really gritty, working class. And some of the other people and other characters in the movie are not good people. The loan shark and Polly, his best friend, is just gross yep. so i'm not saying this would want me make me want to visit philly 
but I felt like it was really rooted in the city and not just yeah. the yeah. famous, you know, art museum staircase yeah. sequence. Yeah. That has to be the number one movie photo op in the country, right? Yeah. Sure. People yeah, going up to. to the top of those steps and run up to them. Yeah. And I'd, yeah, I could... I'd go get like halfway up and I'd be I'd have my hands on my knees like just one just give me a <laughs> one sec. <laughs> I'll get there. Just I mean that's that's how Rocky starts out, right? Barely yeah. gets to the top of the steps and then yeah. by the end he's like sprinting up. Let me say, if I could watch Stallone from the neck down in this movie, <laughs> I would be perfectly happy because he yeah. was ripped. Yeah. And he does have a rips. busted face, though, man. He, yeah. I don't. He got better looking as he got older. I attribute that to an excellent plastic surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not really great looking no. in this no. movie. No, but a no. body that yeah. will not quit. <laughs> also, Carl <laughs> hasn't quit. As it, a it not, still hasn't yeah. quit. <laughs> Hey, uh, Mike, do you still have contact info for that phlebotomist? Because I'm thinking that we could launch a an oxygen tank and banana bag stand at the bottom of those steps. <laughs> I can find her. <laughs> or Bobby can. We, we had a good breakup. So it'll work. Oh, yeah, it's good. And, you know, a movie I have not seen, but Dave was like, y'all should talk about that, is Creed. Um, I do love Michael B. Jordan. Um, and I heard I've heard nothing really but good things about it. Yeah, I prefer I prefer Carl Weathers. Par excellence. <laughs> I was uh, never, never interested uh, in seeing Creed because I hadn't seen Rocky. I didn't know any of the right. history, and I'm sure right. that I don't need to see Rocky two through five, right? Unless I want to see Mr. T. Rocky yeah. two is a very good movie, and Rocky three, I think I saw with my asshole buddies in the movie theaters in high school seven thousand mm. to eight thousand times. <laughs> Remember, yeah, that's so weird, the times when movies would just stay in the movie theater. Yeah, And you yeah. could just Risky go back and back. And, yeah. And, yeah, I was like, oh, we're going to that again tonight. <laughs> Embarrassingly, because I don't actually really like this movie, I saw Forrest Gump five times in the movie theater uh, over the course of, like, a summer. Like, it was, like, all summer long. I was like, all right, yeah. I guess that's what we're doing. We're gonna yeah, because, you know, it was a solid choice. You didn't know about the new one coming out. You knew you liked Gump, and so you yeah. went to that one. Isn't that yeah. the point where you're just yelling back lines at the screen? Pretty much. going to happen. Yeah. Can't sit like here. Rocky Horror. Yeah. Can't sit here. Uh, yeah, and speaking of Rocky Horror, quite a conversation in our chat this week. It's a shame that Meredith's not on this week. Her father used to host Rocky Horror oh, yes, screenings right. at, at home. his house. Yeah, yeah that's a terrible house. idea. Not at a theater, at his house. <laughs> Do you have hardwood floors? Is the TV covered with. <laughs> BYO hot dogs. You know, I would have to protect my house like, like we're going to win a World Series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tarps <around>. down. <laughs> A good product placement by the Egg Council, by the way, in Rocky. That was solid. Oh, I had to look away for that scene. I was was counting eggs. I I was like, one, two, three, four. And I was like, they're going to cut away before he drinks that. And they did not. (laughs) He knew he could do that. He wrote it in. Let's see see, uh, Ryan O'Neill. You know, drink those eggs. Come on now. What a different. Do it, Ryan. Let's see if you can do it. What a different yeah. scene it would have been in Cool Hand Luke if he had been like, yes. my boy says he can drink 50 eggs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my boy says he can. <laughs> no, I guess he can't. I guess Gross. he can't. Uh, so I guess we're staying in Philadelphia. We are staying no? in Philadelphia. And I chose a movie which is 
it's weird that I chose this because I really don't like horror movies. Though I don't know if I would say this was a horror movie because it there's mm-hmm. it doesn't have the things that I hate about horror movies or a ton of them the jump scares. It's, yeah. it, it has it's, kind of it's about as much as I can take. Yes, exactly. And I was like nervous when I was watching it, and I was like, oh, I'm okay. I can. I don't have to like do my pat my patented close my eyes and put my fingers in my ears kind of thing. Okay, I just want to set the scene because I think this movie is weird because if you've seen it, then when you see it again, it's sort of not as exciting. But my my movie is The Sixth Sense. Um, I have talked ad nauseum about Blank Check and one of the first, um, the podcast Blank Check, and one of the first um, directors they covered was M. Night Shyamalan. And it's just so weird because he... Had a couple movies before this, some really low-budget movies before this, and then this came out. He was 29 years old when he made it, and it was just like a phenomenon. I was in college, and I was actually <laughs> – I was in Europe for my study abroad oh semester, and, <laughs> and I remember um, – it came out like in the late summer, so I was already in England. And I this this movie was able to exist um, well enough because the internet was sort of nascent. Like it was not. I mean, you could obviously there was the internet, but nobody had Twitter. You know, all those oh, things yeah. didn't really exist. So I remember, you know, I would go to the computer lab because I was studying at Oxford, um, and oh, I would Jesus. go. To, <laughs> I would go to the computer lab and like write a missive because I thought I was so entertaining to like my friends and family about all of my adventures around England. And but it was on the old... third floor, so she had to take the lift. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, I did. Oh gosh. Man, Make sure I you really, turn I... off your mobile in the computer lab, Hillary. <laughs> I was yeah. on holiday, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> I started spelling color with a U. Um, and, <laughs> but I remember, so I would write these emails, and the only website I would go to because the internet was really slow um, was ugh, uh, which one call it the um, Ain't It Cool News? Like I loved because I was such a movie dork. I loved going to that page and. That was the summer that it was 1999. So it was the summer that the Blair Witch Project came out and like Eyes Wide Shut. Like it was a really big movie summer. And so I was kind of like keeping up on the news, what was going on. And I had not heard of The Sixth Sense. And I remember people on that website were just like going insane about it. Like this is, uh, oh my gosh, this movie is crazy. Like the twist, wow, wow, wow. Like, but nobody talked about the twist. I just kind of maybe knew that there was a twist, but didn't really understand what it was. So I was gone until November and it must have, I guess it was still in the movie theaters because I did see it in the theaters and I was like shocked. I could not believe it. I mean, I guess spoiler guys, Bruce Willis is dead. Well, I guess I'll be watching that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so it was funny watching it back, knowing that he's dead and then you're kind of trying to catch the, you know, how he does it. Now, I think it's a little bit more obvious, but I guess going into it, not knowing that Shyamalan, like that was like his thing is doing twists. Yeah. Um, it was pretty good. Like the, this, there are things you're like, why, you know, why, how would he know that he had an appointment with Cole, you know, all this kind of stuff. Ghost like Hillary. Nitpick, ghosts. I, I, ghosts. I know. Yeah. You can nitpick it, but there are things that they do where like the chair is just enough out that he can kind of slip in to sit across from his wife. Like, right. That kind but, of stuff. but the whole point is that's not obvious and it's yes. not something yeah. that you right. pick up on the, the, the first, first watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't so want anyway, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, no, but go, I don't want to hear any comments from anybody saying, oh, I knew within five no. minutes what the twist no. is. I'm not interested in how brilliant <laughs> you are. Just nope. zip it. 
No, I. You did I, not. I, you, you didn't know. Did not. You just have to admit when you've been shamaloned. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I've man. been shamalon. But yes, I um, it is a really Philly movie, and I I forgotten actually how Philly it is because I know Shyamalan's from there. He almost always films there, but you know, they, it's a scenery. The just they talk about you know it, when he's in the classroom, Philadelphia history, and being very proud of, of Philadelphia. But I. I, it still is a good movie. It's still engaging. It is interesting, kind of how you were saying, like, they don't talk about how he sees dead people until, like, 40 minutes into the movie, yep. which I was like, oh, wow, I don't I don't think I realized how deep into it was. Um, right, you're just wondering I, if this is, like, a child serial killer. Yes, because mm-hmm. he is really creepy. I will say, Haley Joel Osment did a really good That's job. Like, an he, amazing performance. He, mm-hmm. It's a lot of whisper acting, but he does... I really, he is not a kid actor where you think like he's going to get up and be like, you know, hello, fellow kids. Right. Well, he's not Manny from Modern Family. (laughs) No, (laughs) put it that way. (laughs) Um, But I just thought the thing that really sticks with me about this movie, I mean, Bruce Willis is good. He's very gentle, Bruce Willis. He has a few scenes when you see, like, when his wife is watching their, um, their wedding video where he's like, good old time, you know, Seagram's. (laughs) <laughs> Bruce Willis. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> do Bobby it. slipping in here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, this is easy. If you want to hear that, you've got to listen all the way through to the end. Uh, you know what they say: play the hits. Um, but um, I really, like I said, I think Haley Joel Osment is amazing. I think that Tony Collette is so wonderful in mm-hmm. this movie, and the part. That when he tells her, you know, that he, that grandma has been talking to him, it always makes me cry. It always makes me cry. Now, last I, night I, I cried. I know, I did too. And I will say on blank check, I'm cribbing them that they say she goes a little Linda Richmond from Saturday Night Live on it, but like it's so good. And she's such a good actress that, and she's been so sweet with him, but like she plays such a good mom where you're like, I understand the feelings where you're, sort of mad at your kid because you don't understand what's going on, but you're like, want to love and support your child at the same time. So it's these like conflicting emotions and she wants him to feel safe, but also she doesn't feel safe. Um, it's, it's just really, it's a good movie and it's, it's not long. And, um, and I don't know a a couple of flaws with it. I thought uh, the, you know, Misha Barton cameo, um, as the puking child, I don't understand how the dad didn't know about the mom. Whatever. That's like a whole other part. That's like a, a sub part of a subplot of this movie. But um, Donnie Wahlberg, I thought, did an amazing job. An unrecognizable Donnie yep. Wahlberg in the mm-hmm. very beginning. I need to ask Christy Wise how she feels about I know. I was like, Donnie damn, Wahlberg. Christy's not on this You one. lost it after this, Donnie? <laughs> Christy Wise? <laughs> he lost like 45 pounds. He's so skinny in it. You don't even recognize it. Like, he did nope. a really good job. Um, anyway, I just, you know, it doesn't really like make me want to go to New Jersey, although, you know, the buildings are beautiful, but, um, I, I just thought it was a, it was a really good tight, uh, horror adjacent movie. Well, I think Jordan Peele made a even better version of this, you know, type of movie with Get Out. Uh, like because, elevated horror kind of. Well, and, and the sort of the surprise reveal or whatever, like when I rewatched Get Out, I liked it even more. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah. oh, he left all these crumbs. Yeah. There are all these crumbs. I can't yeah. believe I missed it. You know? Yeah. 
and uh and i and and i watched it like three or four more times and i was kept catching stuff and kept catching stuff and there was nothing there was nothing glitchy yeah you know i know that's that's what and that's pretty amazing that he was able to do that in like whatever 2017 because i don't think that you could release the sixth sense now without it assholes ruining yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you would really have to avoid the spoilers because they would just kind of seep in and it it is a shame because you know he would he M. Night Shyamalan is so talented in show in this movie you see like wow like he really did it like this was his and he must be such a pompous asshole because at the end like credit it just says a a film by M. Night Shyamalan and you're like my man Mm -hmm. but every movie I remember going to see Unbreakable which I think was his follow-up to this in the theater I was really excited and I and I know some people like this movie I fucking hate that movie I think it sucks I think it's stupid and I think the twist in that is dumb um and he just became a twist guy now I've heard that he's some of his like The Visit which is a horror movie that he did a while ago you know five years ago or something was pretty good but that's just like not in my that's not in my wheelhouse of things I'm gonna go see like I don't care about like scary grandparents or anything like I just don't that's this is this was good. He really just maximized, you know, using these Bruce Willis doing a fine job and then Haley Joel Osment and Tony Collette doing doing, you know, amazing work. And I think um Haley Joel Osment was nominated for best supporting actor and mm-hmm. they you know, they don't give it to little kids that much. They gave it to like Anne with Hackwin. Um and I think like Michael Caine one for the cider house rules, which is fine. Um, but I, he, Haley Joel Osment is really, I mean, he really was a tremendous little kid actor. Yeah. And he was also in Forrest Gump. He was Forrest Jr. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I think, I think the problem is that M night Shyamalan set the bar too high for yeah. himself. Yeah. On yeah. his first major picture. I'm just mm-hmm. looking at the uh, Wikipedia. The budget was 40 million. Which is that's fine, pretty, yeah. You know, yeah. well, and, that's um, you know, if you're gonna get Bruce Willis, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> Half of that is, yeah. is for Bruce. Box office yeah. was six hundred and seventy two point I mean, eight million. Jesus, it was crazy, and it kept like if you look at the box office um, like totals, because usually, you know, with big movies, it'll be like whatever thirty million, and then it drops off. Pretty, it doesn't ever drop off like it, it until it drops off it's like 20 million 25 like it goes up 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 goes back down goes back up and it's just wild how much this multiplied mm-hmm. only the second highest grossing film of 1999 behind star wars episode one mm-hmm. the phantom menace 99 was a a tremendous year there are some really bad ones but it was like all of these movies that sort of started something came out american pie which i know is not like a good movie but um i just remember it being like a oh my god you no, have to see this a, movie it's a good piece of what it is yeah mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah it was i don't know six cents it's definitely worth it i think i had to get it on amazon but um but it's you know i enjoyed it even knowing the twist yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's definitely one of those that uh, watching the puzzle, how the puzzle fits together, like mm-hmm. Mike said, is in some ways as satisfactory as yeah. you know yeah, watching yeah. the movie. It rewards the rewatching. It, yeah. yeah, it really does. So uh, we're going to stay in Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> and talk about the movie that we all just really want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this movie's bad and clean up because we're all really enthusiastic about it. It didn't win any Academy Awards. It was only nominated for Best Original Song, which didn't win. 
which is which is wild. a tra- tragedy. Yeah. Fucking shame. I don't yeah. even know what one, but I'm I'm going to be mad if I look it up. So I'm not going to look it up. Um, 1996. Rock. We're in Erie, Pennsylvania. The van. Let's let's pull in uh, in front of the appliance store. See if the lights are still on. <laughs> Patterson's <laughs> needs some new record needles. <laughs> uh, I to be to be fair, it was a stacked uh, year. That thing you do lost best original song to "You Must Love Me" from Evita. No, I, no, that's not a good song. No, yeah, a, but I, no. but it's because that Evita, Tony. but because Evita yeah. was such a juggernaut. I mean, that's. They wrote well, it for the movie. It wasn't right. original to the yeah no, but it's not a good song. And Madonna tried to have the range in that, Madonna. and she does not. <laughs> no one likes to talk about England and spell color with a U or humor with a U more than Madonna. So let's not even get. The, I'm getting mad. So I, let's let's get to the, to the movie. 1996, Erie, Pennsylvania. Tom Hanks directorial debut. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is how you come out of the gate. Play to as a director, man. and a, and he wrote it too. Yeah. Yep. Jesus talk about, fucking Christ. Talk about coming out hot and then having a high bar. Every uh, detail of this movie is right, too. There's just there's not a false note <laughs> in this movie. But right from the opening credits, the pop music that they're yeah. playing is like yeah. super safe and of its time and like la 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 like the 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 Thamesman or whatever from Spinal Tap or whatever. Oh yeah, or um, like in the um uh, the talent show, the the girl folk group. Oh, the folk. Oh, yeah, my God. yeah, the, the, the fu- fuzzy haired uh, <laughs> folk. The Joan Baez, like the <laughs> <laughs> Joan Baez trio. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where music was, and and that's you know this this band, this song was going to help break break out of that. So the music is safe, and we're working at the appliance store. And we're handsome, and the ladies come in, and they want to hear about all the different colors, avocado, white, off-white, a Beige. <laughs> and his dad's always like, go help those ladies over there. He's not dumb. He knows. Yeah, he's like, there's ladies here. Go. You sell. You sell. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, Skitch Patterson. Whew, Tom Everett Scott. Man. First time I ever saw him. Me too. He is a coyote and looks a lot like a cuter Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And can drum. Yeah. Let's yeah. give him that. Yeah. We were amazed. I mean, I hadn't watched this movie in years and years and years. And when we watched it again, we were just like, he has to be related to Tom Hanks somehow, right? Somehow. But no. No. No, he just, uh, Tom Hanks just did a good job of picking someone who could sort of adopt his mannerisms. Yeah. yeah who could sort of play him at a younger age or whatever you know his colin hanks is actually in this movie yeah he has that quick cameo yeah he has a he has a couple cameos in the movie but um you 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 won't uh you won't see him if you're watching it the first time you you, it'll it'll get by you anyway um disapproving dad uh he's not gonna snuff out a bright light like like his son skitch shades Guy. Uh, Tom Everett. <laughs> Guy. All that. Uh, he has a lot of names. I like it. Yeah. Um, so, to me, the best moment in this movie, uh, the one that just makes you fall in love with the movie and stick with it, is the I fixed it moment. There's never been a better I fixed it moment <laughs> than when when Guy speeds up the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, this is lame. I'm, yeah. I, you know, I mean, the song is good, but I fixed it. And he fixes it in like five seconds and the whole world changes. Oh, it's so good. 
You know, my favorite, I told Dave this this morning, my favorite trope in movies, and I feel like it happens, like, even in, like, glitter or something stupid like that, when people hear themselves on the radio for the first time and, like, lose their mind, I get so excited. Yeah. <laughs> and she just, Liv Tyler's just screaming down the street. And if you think about it, you're like, what, what, who is this crazy person screaming down the street? But it's so exciting. Um, about that. About that scene, when when she comes in, she um, everyone's yelling, but she looks directly at uh, Tom Everett Scott and says, "You did it." So she says, "You did it." Well, she doesn't did. say, "We did it," or "Y'all did it." <laughs> she says, "You did it." So she's recognizing very early that he's the one who who made this happen. I mean. Uh, sad sack Jimmy and 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 handsome quippy guitar player wrote a good song, but he's the one who actually did it. Yeah. And eventually, she would uh, hook up with the guy who did it. Spoilers. Spoilers. Faye does have one really terrible idea besides dating uh, handsome Jimmy in this movie, and that is. Uh, the the wonders, the wonders, the owneaters, <laughs> as in I wonder what happened to the owneaters. Oh my god! It is the best running joke in a movie. I I think. Oh, it's so good, Jonathan Shire. Okay. Yeah, right. we're probably gonna say the same thing. I I just love how Jimmy's like, trying to explain it, like you know, like one, like the number one, <laughs> yeah. and then he's yeah. like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got it. But it looks like Oneaters. Stop. God, if you're such, explaining the name of your band, you're he's straight. such a pompous asshole, but it's perfect. Like. I yeah. believe that that is how he is in real life. In oh, I'm casting in this movie. I hate him to this day. <laughs> I do too. I have never seen anything else that he's in. The only thing I know is that he's divorced from Christina Applegate. Yep. Well, yep. And I hate him. Yep. <laughs> he he did such a wonderful job, Handsome Jimmy, in this movie of you could all the all these shots, all these cutaways during the songs. You could see him giving up his. You know, giving up his dream and giving up what he believes, and and you're like, yeah, but what you believe is bullshit. Don't yeah, know. the sort of the tortured artist. It's about the music, and yeah. the rest of the band is like, woo, let's ride this train, and yeah, let's, you know, let's, let's make a good yeah, song. Let's, let's see, ride. let's have a good time, see what happens. And he's like, but the music is the important thing. Like, <laughs> Shut no. up, Jimmy. I always remember, like, I hadn't seen it in a little bit, but I will always remember. He goes, I quit. I quit. Yeah, I quit. <laughs> it's so dickish. It's perfect. Yep. Uh, someone should have said, uh, if, if if Steve Zahn had been in the room when he did that, he would have said, all right, Captain Geach, good luck. <laughs> Can we talk I mean, about Steve Yes. <laughs> Please. Let's go. 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 My favorite <laughs> of his line readings in the entire movie, and there are so many good ones, is when they're at Villapiano's by the airport. The airport after that first night and Mr. Villapiano is paying him and he's giving him cash and he holds up more cash and he says do you know what this is? And Lenny goes presidential flashcards? <laughs> and it makes me laugh so hard Well, every Tom Hanks time. having a stand-up background, um, I think I mean he writes some great jokes and, and my favorite line from that same scene you know, my favorite line from the movie is from that same scene. And that's it shows camaraderie with uh, Tom Everett Scott um, when they are going to go on break. And uh, and Steve Zahn says, uh, 
Table 19, your pizza's ready. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Everett Scott hits the bum bum. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, these guys, they really enjoy each other. This I, is going to be great. I, you, I've said it, but my favorite part is when they're getting interviewed at, I guess, like the Wisconsin State Fair or something. And they're like, are you guys excited to perform? And he's like, I'm actually here for the pig contest. Yeah. And it makes me laugh every single Like the way he does his voice just kills me. It's, he should have been a bigger star because he's so he's so funny to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, he just knocks it out of the park. This he is, was born for this yeah. role. Yep. Yeah. Or uh, uh, when it. they're when they met the um, Horace, their Phil Horace, their first quote unquote manager, who's yeah. having them sign the contract. And Jimmy's like, I don't know. I'm reluctant to sign anything <laughs> that has to do with my music. <laughs> and Steve Zahn goes, this man in the very nice camper is going to give us a record contract. I'm signing. You're signing. We're all signing. We're all signing. Hell yeah. <clears throat> and I like that he like never takes Jimmy seriously. Like he doesn't. No. He's not like upset with him. He's just kind of like, what's wrong with you? Like, get, get it, like shut up. We're having a great time. This is awesome. No, it's it's such a good movie. It's a delightful romp and. Uh, you know, again, some cameos, a, a very young Charlize Theron, who's mm-hmm. still, oh, you know. Goodness. I, I mean, she's a bitch. Um, right. Can we talk about her dentist, Hillary? Just you and me for a minute. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> hello. Well, baby. <laughs> Uncle Bob is actually handsome as fuck, too. Okay. I mean... Why does Chris Isaac exist on this planet and I am not allowed to have him? I know. Yeah. Why? God, I forgot he was in it. And he is so cute. Oh. Mm. I could watch the Wicked Games video oh. on repeat we- <laughs> for the rest oh my of my God. life. That was like a sexual awakening. Um, uh, yep. <laughs> I'm like, what is what's happening? Why is her top off? But I don't really care because they're both so good looking. Well, Tom Hanks had so much. Uh, I don't know what what you call it. Like. Not cred, but uh, currency. Yeah, Yeah, juice. In Hollywood, that he got guys like Chris Isaac to do one scene. Uh He got... Brian Cranston. Here's something that never happens. Makes a great little appearance. Yeah. One of the greatest directors of all time he has directing Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack (laughs) Shooters. (laughs) Yeah, Jonathan Demme. In the movie within the movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I saw yeah. Jonathan Demi and I'm like, oh, man, this or, guy has um, juice. Kevin Pollack is boss yes. Vic Koss. <laughs> yes. And he's got that Lush. cigarette that's mm-hmm. just bouncing, 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 bouncing the whole time. I need you to do five minutes for me. It's going to be really embarrassing, uh, but you need to sell it. And he does it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so fucking great. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I feel like every week there are no minorities or and very few women on the show the 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 lady that they wrote in for uh ethan embry to date that just felt really they could have done without well it just feels like that probably wouldn't really happen um Mm -mm. they needed to give him something to do but yeah yeah. so they gave him a sexual awakening (laughs) they shouldn't have been selling it yeah yeah and you know 
I think, you know, they had the Faye character because they had to have some sort of... I actually, I think that they could have gone without the romantic stuff, honestly, because it was about the band to me. But yeah. it's sweet. It's I don't, like, hate it, but I just, like, I feel like it was tacked on a little bit. Yeah. Oh, um, well, and the last 15 minutes of the movie could be five yeah. could could be three minutes like that really yes. yeah that that mm-hmm. really drags on he does his drum solo and you're like okay i get it he lo- a white guy loving jazz okay like i get it <laughs> no, but, well, and then but, just the, the build-up to the kiss yes spoiler but, alert you know Liv tyler is luminous yes she is and she is um, oh you know another one of those women who just seem to have eyes bright with unshed tears all the time. She's <laughs> oh, so oh like God. dewy and youthful. And she has that amazing speech when, yeah. you know, she breaks up with Jimmy and she yeah. says, I have wasted thousands of kisses on yeah. you. Yeah. You know, it's that's, well, that's great. I thought she I need grateful. to backtrack here. Um, okay. Charlize Theron, one oh, of my yes. favorite. I'm actresses. sorry. Can you we know? talk not, about Not my type, not someone that I would again, like. If, some more. If, What's that? Can we talk the about dentist. our dentist some more? <laughs> so hot. Okay, yeah, we, so uh, hot. sure, but, oh but my God. give me the floor for some Cherise. No, uh, I need to think more about this dentist. <laughs> I'm over here still thinking about Liv Tyler. What a weird life experience it is to think that you're a Rundgren and then to find out you're a Tyler. <laughs> yeah, True. <laughs> I mean, she really, she was the basis of a lot of... Um, again, my sexual awakening, awakening, sorry, Dad, as like a as a late teen mid to late teen not her but she started you know the Aerosmith videos which are very weird to think about her being in those and then she was in this movie called Stealing Beauty which I remember that I loved like I thought that was going to be my life like I was going to go lose my virginity in some Italian villa (laughs) that spoiler alert that did not happen happened in Oxford (laughs) no because obviously you honeymooned you honeymooned where Cape Cod. Just giving you some cover. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's in 2007. That's when it happened. Um, but yeah, she she was she looked like era appropriate though. Like I loved her eyeliner. I mean, that mm-hmm. is the beside hair. the point. The yep. hair, her little pantsuit. You know, not pantsuit, but like her little capris. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, back right. to Charlize Theron. Yeah, okay. but can we talk about her dentist? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You mentioned the word luminous, which could apply to her her dentist as well. But yes. I I love her so much. I love everything she's in, and um, she's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she's never looked prettier. But I would want nothing to do nope. with this person. Well, no. Oh no! I mean, she is fucking awful. Yep. Awful. Well, though, I, I would rather like the... date her in Monster. <laughs> I'd rather pick her up off the freeway in Monster than date her in this movie. I do love the part because I kind of, this is the only time that I thought that she seemed like, oh, I kind of get why she's like, wait, what is going on? When he is slowly saying, I am Spartacus. And she just like hangs up the phone like, what the fuck is this guy Yeah, she turns on her hair dryer and is like, okay, bye. Um, Yeah, He's performing for no one at that point. I was like, (laughs) what's going on here? This is awful. And she's just, just she's so uninterested in him being in a band yep right right she sort of i've heard your song guy yep barely (laughs) manages to be polite about it (laughs) but Uh, the dentist she she lands on her feet oh my god yes yes she does (laughs) well you know she does she thought she had a handsome man who was eventually going to inherit a business right Mm -hmm. so 
she was yeah she was hunting in that vein and then dentist is a step up from that so everybody got what they needed out of this and Liv tyler got to got to be with the dad she never had who guy who likes to bang on the drum all day yep so i <laughs> <laughs> get brought it home I, wait really quickly though another yeah. trope that this really for me solidifies i love the first half of movies when they're making it big. Like I love that ascension to, mm. cause you know, there's going to be a downfall eventually, but yeah, that excitement, yeah, like, it, yeah. like it's Any, like a, uh, a star is born story. where you're like, Oh, it's happening. It's everything is coming into place. And everybody loves the person and, and is discovering how great it is. And, and then it eventually falls apart. But I will say another thing. This is why Adam Schlesinger was such a genius because you hear this song, at least parts of it, so many times, and it really doesn't get old. Like nope. that, that is the sign of a yeah, good pop that's song. That's an achievement. It's, yeah. Huge performance. And I was thinking about it. Bah, 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 whatever. By the end of that movie, you're like, Jesus Christ, I want to kill myself. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and they must have really had to like craft this song before they even started the movie because yeah. it's just based on the song, and it has to be perfect. And. Yep. It is, and it is. That would have been a huge hit. It would have been a huge fucking hit. It's perfectly of the time to break the, you know, Joan Baez, Jimmy and the Herdsman (laughs) kind of mold. And yet, it's a very contemporary song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he has the key change in it, you're like, ooh, Uh that's so good. Okay. It's so singable. I, I, I think my brother Carl had the soundtrack. So all those other songs are on there too. You know, all their B sides and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're all there some good extremely catchy, and they have great yeah. harmonies, which is yep. always what oh. does it for me. Yep. Those top songs all are Schlesinger originals, but then a bunch of the other songs have Tom Hanks writing and co-writing mm-hmm. credits on them, which is crazy. On top of everything else, I want to hate that guy, right? <laughs> I, I just want to hate him, but I can't. There's even, something about him. Just even down to, like, I love the Mr. Downtown theme. Mr. Downtown. Uh, this is so a, this is a, a, I don't know if it's a confession, but it's just a funny. So I was a, I was a college radio DJ for one semester and I had, well, one year, but mostly one semester. And I had the jazz show because nobody else wanted the jazz show. <laughs> and I used the Mr. Downtown theme as my intro music. <laughs> because it's just so perfect for like that that cheesy schmaltzy yep uh, i love it and you know really when you think about it it's such an interesting movie to sort of see it from the perspective of these kids in the band who are like this you know this is our dream we're making music we're having a great time and then to watch along the track of tom hanks who's it's about business and and details and details mm-hmm. and and I don't details matter and I can't tell exactly exactly how big a wig he really is in the music business because yeah. why is he accompanying a first time hit band on a state fair tour yeah. that doesn't seem like something that somebody who's really a mover and a yeah. shaker would do yeah but I, I think once they heard that record. Once they knew. Bird, that bird dog sent that record yeah. in, they're like, yeah. get our top guy on these motherfuckers yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, and yeah. also, you know, I think he's, this is his chance to hitch his wagon, right? I mean, if these guys didn't uh-huh. fall apart, they're the American yeah. Beatles. Wonders. Uh, that's another layer to the 
Yeah, you know, that's, the one that's hit true. And, and I love all the sequences when they're on the State Fair tour because mm. you got them ascending like a rocket, but then you have all these other acts like Diane yeah. Dane and oh, so uh, Mr. Downtown, Fred, Freddie uh, Fredrickson. And, you know, their hits are like 15 years ago. Yeah. And so they sort of have that jaded view and they can see what's going on with these kids and they're like, this is not mm. going to end the way that you think it's going to end like minor league baseball. Yes. Yep. Just the, the coming up and the going down side by side. Okay. My biggest victory in this movie was a scene, a very small, um, very small line. Tom Hanks is, he, he's in the bar and handsome Jimmy's going to talk to the, uh, washed up, uh, lady and try to impress her with the, the billboard rankings. And Jimmy's sitting there with, uh, Faye, and he's sitting in, um, no, sorry, sorry, Tom Hanks is sitting in Jimmy's chair, and uh, he, he, he sniffs the drink that, that uh, handsome Jimmy had had. had. I know, it's coming. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the bartender's there, and he says, yeah, I'll, I'll have the same thing, no straw. <laughs> so Jimmy's a straw guy. <laughs> so let that sink in, oh. straw people. <laughs> Jimmy's such a weasel. Oh, he he's, is. If you see a guy drinking a cocktail through a straw, uh, chances are he he writes dopey songs that need need a little pep, you know. Um, <laughs> and he has a cruel streak. Yes. Other, oh, he's so mean to her. He's so mean to her. Yeah. Other than your college days, Anne, which is a maybe, have have any of you been to Erie? Nope. I've no. never been to I've never been to Pennsylvania. It's a state I've never been to. Okay. Well, uh, Erie is a is a small town. Um, it's a small city now, and I can imagine that of the era, that's probably about right for Erie because Erie would have looked a lot like a smaller Rochester or a really smaller Buffalo or a Batavia, home of the Muck Dogs, kind of kind of <laughs> town. And so, you know, they're all kind of similar on these these uh, along the Great Lakes mini cities. And so, for the sake of the road trip, I'll just say I think the scene set was pretty on point. For that small town. Mm-hmm. Well, I only have one last thing to say. I have one last note. I know we've talked about this movie now for about an hour, but um, I hope that Steve Zahn and Ethan Embry had tested negative for COVID because they're really getting up in each other's grill on the background. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good one. Oh, that's one of my other favorite Steve Zahn line readings. <laughs> When they come to recruit Guy to sit in for them at the talent show that night, <laughs> like Chad broke his arm, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> They're like, how's this playing going to be any different? You know? <laughs> He's so bad. He's bad at drumming. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. We were all, when Mike said that's what he was going to do, we were like, oh, you are? Yay! Well, I originally said flash dance, yeah. which I, I could definitely do, but I don't think we would have gone an hour on it. No. I even started watching flash dance, and I had some things to say. <laughs> the minute you said you were switching, I was like, oh, oh my, my God, God, yes. Yes. Yeah, a thousand yeah. times yes. I think it was a good choice. It, it was. was a good choice. Very good. Um, it was totally, uh, totally an accident. I mean, I was just bored. It was like nine, and I was like, ugh. I can't watch any more MSNBC without killing myself. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that thing you do. I like that movie. I turn it on. I'm like, Jesus Christ. How did this movie not win the Oscar for the best movie of all time ever? 
And I hate music, so I, there's no reason I should even like this movie. So cool. uh, Hillary, you're our expert. What did Evita win Best Picture that year? What won? What no, won Best Picture? Uh, Come on, now Evita. Okay, it's 1996, correct? Uh, yes. Okay, I'm going to do this from memory. So let me see. It's the um, what's the one with Ray Fiennes? Um, the English the, Patient. Uh, the English Patient. Yeah. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Test me. Uh, I, I I side with Elaine Bennis on on the English Patient. It's, it's not. Too, <laughs> I not I'm great. googling as fast as I can. Um, 69th Academy Awards. Yes, yes, English Patient Awards, Academy Award for Best Picture. Yep, you got it. Yay. Which would you rather watch? Right. Uh, I, I actually asked never everyone seen... in the listening audience, which I... <laughs> which movie, if you had to turn on a movie and, and waste two hours yeah. right now, would anybody watch The English Patient over no. the no. And if it was a three-way no. race, Jerry Maguire, which was also a... I love... Jerry Maguire is a good movie. I, a good I, would movie. Take, I would take that loss. Yeah, it's a good yeah. movie. So... Uh, um, fantastic picks all around. Really enjoyed oh, all of them. So fun! Yeah. I know for for a part of the country that I'm like one haven't really been to a lot. I've been to New Jersey, but I haven't really been to a lot. I really enjoyed these movies. These were good. Yeah. Um. So for the question of the week, what movie most makes you think of the Northeast Mid Atlantic? Um, <laughs> I think so. That's that's Jersey, Pennsylvania, upstate upstate New York. Um, we, I actively decided to just declare that there were no Buffalo movies worth discussing here. <laughs> they do talk about Buffalo a couple of times. They do, well, because Buffalo is the big city compared to Erie. Yeah. You know, it's about an hour down yeah. the road from here and it's, it's sandwiched between Buffalo and Cleveland. So those are your choices. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, so, don't go to Cleveland. Yeah. Thanks. That general, uh, that general area is, is the movie settings here. And you get a lot of, I mean, Philly and, and Pittsburgh, really you take a lot of the air out of the room on that so there you go oh uh films that want to make you stay away i just wanted to just plug garden state a bunch of fucking sad sacks really good mm. soundtrack yep but yes oh the, the soundtrack is just like the the music of my of that i mean yeah yes uh, all, yeah, that all was like the cd music. that was like basically stuck in my toyota corolla in 2005 <laughs> Um, but yeah, the movie is like, oh, yeah, the self-absorption of oh. the characters in that is a little much. Yeah, let's oh, watch and the, Scrubs be sad now. That's what I want to see. And the manic pixie dream girlification of Natalie Portman. Oh, yep. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Oh, All T right. she recommends. That goes to me. Okay, great. Uh, my T she recommends will be the shameless Amazon plug of the week. And that is this um, gooseneck iPad mount that I bought. So I re uh, I, I reorganized my office this week and I've got two computers. I've got a monitor for my laptop on one side, the monitor for my, my work PC on the other side. And then right in the middle up and at a perfect angle, thanks to a gooseneck mount on my desk for my iPad. I have my iPad mounted now. And the reason I have that there is because I'm taking so many goddamn Zoom meetings. And by using the <laughs> iPad for Zoom, I am able to get the angle and the lighting just right so that I look mm-hmm. slightly less terrible. On <laughs> there should be ratings on those products that um like how many chins does this take away? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, 0.7, you know, 1.3. On the, on the, like the bottom end of the scale is the target, target self checkout. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's like, have I been doing meth for several days? <laughs> right. 
am I fat or skinny? Because I look like both. In this. It's like, I look incredibly haggard and disheveled. <laughs> yes. I thought it looked okay today, but bye. Not according <laughs> to Target. <laughs> So uh, yeah, this uh, this this inexpensive, uh, surprisingly long gooseneck. It's it's a couple of feet long, and so you can really kind of get it where you want it. And yeah, now I've got the right. Uh, I, it's basically if if I had a selfie stick, I but I don't have to hold on to it. It worked out really oh, well. Right. So anyway, that's my shameless Amazon plug of the week. We've also got uh, somebody has John Dickerson's book on here, but I'm not sure who. Me, it's me. Okay, so I am. I was like, oh, shit, it's Father's Day this weekend. So happy that when this posts, it'll be a little bit late. But happy Father's Day to everyone that celebrates. But I was like, what am I going to get my dad? I like haven't like put it all together. I like that you, I, you referenced it like a religious holiday. Like, for those of you who celebrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah, no, I, but, uh, but, like yeah. you're going to get some heat. <laughs> How but, dare you? With your I like, Father's I, Day bullshit. I couldn't. I was like, oh, what am I going to get my dad? What am I going to get? And John Dickerson's new book is called The Hardest Job in the World, The American Presidency. And it is such a dad book. I mean, at least for like my dad, it is like a perfect dad book. So boop, 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 over on Amazon, ordered it. I enjoy John Dickerson. I, I listen to the political gab fest and I like him. Sometimes he's a little too down the middle, but I enjoy his commentary. And my dad's a big like CBS well, he used to be on CBS this morning, and you know he did Face the Nation. So yeah. my my dad is a big fan of his. Do you, so. do you think anyway, Liv John- Tyler has to get Father's Day gifts for Stephen Tyler Ooh, and Todd Rundgren? Ugh, God Lord, yeah. what a battle! Ziljans for <laughs> fake dad. God. Um, and then I'll just move on. Um, for my Tishi recommends. Um, I was trying to think I'm still watching somebody feed Phil and I just love it so much it really delights me and thank you for bringing it's this so into happy. my life he's so joyous and like he's just great yep. it's wonderful um, we watched one episode and we were like nah, he's kind of annoying and then we watched like three more episodes and we're like yep we're in on this guy <laughs> actually what I've realized is this is how I would want to be if I was just so fucking rich that I like could never spend all of my money mm-hmm. because I think that sometimes it destroys people. It just makes him happy. It just makes him do things that make him happy. Eat a lot, eat good food, travel to cool places. And he's just, he's just delighted by it all. And I love it. Um, anyway, so I've been thinking about that. I've been watching a lot of that, but I was trying to think of, have I, you know, ingested anything else? And I, um, I occasionally listen to call your girlfriend, which is, neither here nor there, but they, they were talking about the Bon Appetit um, controversy that's been going on. And then they rec- uh, recommended the Sporkful episode, which discusses it and talks to um, some of the people that were involved in all the controversy. And I don't always listen to the Sporkful. I like it fine, but um, I just dip in every once in a while. But it's a really, really good episode of the Sporkful. It's called A Reckoning at Bon Appetit. And I enjoyed it. And it just, it was Entertaining, but also I'm not like, familiar with what happened. What is the bone? Oh appetite? goodness! Um, the sorry, I didn't want to open up a. Uh, it basically it's with, bone appetite is super racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super That's racist. The, it's a magazine. Well, yes, but they've been making their money and kind of becoming more and more famous with their videos, which are are oh, fun to okay. watch. Okay. Um, but they basically only shown white people slash um when they do show black people on it it's like for asking them for help and they don't pay them for their video content yep. they oh. pay uh, the white people they don't pay the black people, black people or they pay them way okay. less the yeah. minorities 
Yeah. It's a lot of white people co-opting um, other yes. cultures' food yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you say it that way, it's um, pretty stark when you say we just, we paid the white people and then we just didn't <laughs> yeah. pay the black people. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's uh, a, are you black? Okay. No money. <laughs> there's a super cut of um, Sola is the, the woman like the one black person that was basically on camera ever and it's a super cut of people pulling her in to ask for help tempering chocolate and doing all of these like oh how do you do something that this is you know quote-unquote ethnic food and getting her to help and yeah she was like never paid for it and so she called them out and adam rapaport and matt ducker were sort of in charge obviously to like basic white dudes and then they ended up i don't know if they i can't remember if they were fired or if they just left it's 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 not it's not Com- complicated it's just there's a lot of there's stuff that went on there it's a longer story but it um they do a really good job on this work bowl so i recommend it and i will have a quick recommendation that just sort of ties into what we're talking about this week is that the latest season of queer eye netflix is set in philly Ooh, so we've been talking about these philadelphia movies and you can watch the gay guys Make over some people in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And Queer Eye is always fun. You yeah. know, yeah. they're lovely, accepting men. And it's, you know, Queer Eye started back as Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which was, you know, de scarifying gay people for <laughs> the Hey, we needed straights. to help. We did back at the time, yeah. 15 years ago or yeah. whenever it was, you know, scary gays. And now Ooh. it's just really an expression of love and caring and learning how to take care of oneself and it, I don't it originally really... started to get rid of uh pleats right <laughs> <laughs> you needed that, that. mission statement <laughs> but i did i needed it yeah. <laughs> like tassels uh, on it's shoes a, yep. it's a lot like somebody feed phil in yes. that it just sort of spreads the warm fuzzy and the happiness and i don't pay attention to any of anthony's cooking segments okay. i just it's look at his little twinkie <laughs> self enjoy that and then yep. you know wait for the real people to come back and do things but uh it's it's a it's fun it's happy it is making. fun Oh, weirdly, I saw Anthony at the Philly airport last year. That I just remembered that, oh. and I took a cohort picture of him because I'm a creep. Anyway, um, yeah, no, that is it's a, it's a good show, and I like that they don't just do straight people anymore. You know, it's like women or straight men. They do women, they do gay guys, mm-hmm. trans people. It's I don't know, it's lovely. They have one where they they did a, a pastor, like a oh Luth- yeah, a Lutheran pastor who came out some years ago and just sort of doesn't know how to be gay or express himself as a gay person they had some really interesting talk about the church's role in homophobia and you know how he feels about all that it's you know there is some like social value it's not only warm fuzzies yeah yep. yeah here's a pair of jeans here's a guitar we're going to change change the whole thing for you <laughs> yep yep you're going to be huge contemporary worship oh no no wow. <laughs> this sounds like a good time as i need to keep some house yes oh <laughs> Uh, buy stuff from us. The merch is at thisshowhaseverything.com and click the shop button. Um, please rate and review us. Please, 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 please. Uh, maybe not Hot Greg, but anybody else. No, I'm just kidding. Hot Greg, if you want to come on, you can. Um, and add the Amazon link to your phone home screen. Um, we'll have it in the show notes and use it. Please help us make some money. Use it. All right, then. Uh, you can get involved with the show. Um, 
obviously, I mean, the Facebook's been amazing. Yeah, it does. Uh, this show has everything.com, has all things show related. Throwyourphone.com. If you're upset about, uh, still upset about TVTL, which was a really boring week this week. <laughs> no one will ever find this from there and get their feelings <laughs> hurt, but holy God, it was boring. Um, show Twitter is at Tishi Show. Email us at Tishi at 10710.com. You can send us a voice memo there. Just record yourself, send it to us. We'll play it. I mean, Jeremy, if you're listening at this point, where's your voice memo? Uh huh. Fax us at uh, 617. What is 617, by the way? Uh, Boston. 354. Boston. Okay. 8513. Good job by you guys. You guys know you're 617. Thanks for joining us. And let's get the uh, schedules all filled up for the uh, Oklahoma uh, ER and uh, ICU. Um, let's get those all filled up for the next few weeks because these idiots are coming by the 100,000 and uh, nobody's wearing masks. And please, no riots. Let's, I hope Tulsa is still standing when you hear this because I'm really worried about tonight. Just say that. The show had everything. Goodbye now. Including some last second political talk. <laughs> I know. Wow. I have to get it in somewhere. Get it in there. Get it in there.
It's wet and it's dry. Oh, I'm not here with these fellas. I got a pigging competition over at the livestock pavilion, and I am going to win that blue ribbon.